1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Celtics stretch their lead to the top to 12 points After seeing off Kilmarnock Rangers post-winter break Blues continue after being held at St Johnston. And young footballers in Scotland are banned from heading the football I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight, Alex Ray and
2: Hugh Evans. The temperature is rising The storm clouds are gathering Nothing to do with the weather it's simply the case that we have a bit week in prospect after yesterday's results. What effect will Rangers draw at Perth, having them as they do battle in Braga? Consult Celtic conquer Copenhagen on the back of a lift in the league? And we've got the drama of the Scottish Cup to come before the week is out as well. Take away the idea you first thought of... This is Scottish football, Alec. You never know the minute.
3: Yeah, it was another big weekend of football. Celtic continue to blow everyone away with impressive performances. Aberdeen, poor ho- home form, continues after a defeat at Ross County. Rangers continue to drop points. Their form is alarming. It's a massive week for Stephen Gerrard and his
1: players with Europe and the Scottish Cup coming up. 01419511025. That is the number you need tonight. Let's hear from you. Let's have your say on all the weekend's big talking points. If you're a Rangers fan, where did it go wrong in Perth yesterday? And where has it been going wrong since the start of January? Where does this leave you in the title race? Celtic fans, of course, you're on the other end of that. You're at... Counting down the matches now By the sounds of it To when you expect to win that title So get in touch Let us know all your thoughts From a big weekend Across Scottish football 01419511025 And at Clyde SSB on Twitter It is Monday night
2: though You two have some decisions to make Mm, mm. What was your result of the weekend? I'm going into the championship Morton 4 Aloha 4 Aloha 4-2 down With 5 minutes to go and I'm told that my old friend Peter Grant Came in at the end and said Disappointed Thought we should have won <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Alex, the result of for, the weekend
3: yeah, I'm going for a Ross County away one At Aberdeen The first uh, You know At uh, uh, three points Which was massive Considering the, the relegation uh, battle that they're in But impressive all the same
1: Now goal of the weekend There were quite a few He had oh. decent
2: decent options What did you go for? He's been studying He's yeah. been studying Has he? I, I'm staying at Capelo Kevin mm-hmm. Cawley from Alowa Gets the ball A turn that Johan Cruyff Would have been proud of And buries it From 18 yards A fantastic goal
3: Yeah I've seen it on uh, Social media But it wasn't as good as Billy Mackay's header To equalise Up at Pataudry Crossed by Richie Foster To the back post Bullets it back across And to beat Joe Lewis With that kind of frame It was a brilliant header For a guy who's very small
1: It was a great header The art of heading That's something we might get to In the second hour of tonight's show Um, What about your howler of the weekend Hugh This can be of course Anything really From a, a sitter in front of goal A goalkeeping mistake A refereeing error Anything you want
2: really What's your howler of the weekend? If you don't want to annoy your manager Don't get sent off Right in front of him As Chris Long did Having got one stupid booking for kicking the ball away, he then compounds the felony by halving a player in two, and it's all in front of Stephen Robinson. The look on Stephen's face was priceless.
3: Yeah, I'm going for Rangers as a collective, Gordon, I thought. Collective
2: uh, howling, as Hugh calls it. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I think when you uh, play poorly in the first half, manage to get a little kind of spurt going in the second half from a winning position to lose another two points, not acceptable. Mm-hmm.
1: Well that seems like a good place To start tonight So Rangers fans This is your chance to step up And have your say Where did it go wrong yesterday Where has it been going wrong Since January And where does this leave you In the bigger picture Of the season Call us right now 01419511025 As Alex mentioned It was a 2-2 draw in Perth A fine goal um, By Callum Henry To put St Johnston in front Canberra And the Rebo Turned it around ra- uh, For Rangers Hugh Before that Stevie May equaliser
2: mm. How damaging uh, Extremely I thought the league was over After the draw Or rather the defeat At Kilmarnock And I said so on this programme So You have to be consistent uh, The defeat at Kilmarnock Made it A 10 point lead for Celtic The draw in Perth Makes it a 12 point lead for Celtic Look at it the other way I mean Celtic have 10 games left A 12 point lead A goal difference of That's 20 better than Rangers Which is the equivalent of another point Uh, For Celtic Not to win the league Would be astonishing Uh, So I think Rangers are in trouble where the league's concerned We've heard a little bit of what Hugh Keevans
1: thinks We've heard a little bit of what Alex Ray thinks We're going to hear what Stephen Gerrard thinks But we really want to hear what you think So give us a call right now on 01419511025 I'm
4: going to play the same record for you Should be sitting here waxing lyrical about Flo Camberry and Joe Uh Or maybe Alfredo if he took his chance But from an attacking point of view, second half thought we were outstanding. But we keep shooting ourselves in the foot by conceding silly, silly goals. We've forgot the real good, strong basics of defending. It's cost us on two occasions today and nearly three only for Alan McGregor to pull a world class save off. So I'm frustrated and concerned with us as defensively because it's happened too many times now. That's Aberdeen, Killy, Braga, Hearts away, St. Johnson away. too many times for this football club, so I'm going to have to find solutions. Today there did seem to be a real sort of nervousness. Mm-hmm. The defence really seemed to be on Well yeah. What would you put that down to? Well, I felt the same. Um, just basically not doing the basics of defending well enough. It's difficult to defend that type of defending because it costs the team goals. We got off to the worst possible start, which can happen from time to time. I'm not saying we have to be perfect all the time, but it was a silly goal to concede. Uh, But then we do ever so well to reset ourselves and get back in the game with some absolute quality attack and play. Flo's first goals, a world-class finish, and then his bit of skill on the side to get his assist. He completely flips the game on his own with individual brilliance. And again, Joe Aribo stands up and is big for the team, puts himself in front, and then we have an incredible chance to kill the game off 3-1. Alfredo misses that Obviously because we haven't killed the game off You're hoping from the side that there's enough quality and experience to see the game out But again, um, the basics of defending We get it wrong, a straight ball over the top Confusion, actually get away with that But then give a set piece away And then don't defend the set piece well enough Which is just a simple cross into the box That we we don't defend So it's really frustrating
1: Breaking it into three parts Alex Where does this leave Rangers overall? Where has it been going wrong since the start of January? But to start with yesterday Where did it go wrong yesterday?
3: For me? Sorry I thought you were talking to someone Uh, Yeah I think uh, Where did it go wrong? Well listen When you concede goals In the manner In which Rangers do uh, Yesterday That always puts you in the back foot Um, You know without How how do you see it? Cattage is one of the days You want to forget You know you'll be hoping He doesn't have one like that I thought Golson was poor as well I think Between the two of them At the start of the game yeah, meandering on the ball Giving away possession yeah. Encouraging St Johnston. Uh And when you take If you consider the, the first goal That Rangers lose Gordon When he puts his foot through it And he gets it wrong And it ends up spinning behind him He did that for the second goal as well And unfortunately It was one of their days I think one of the big questions tonight Whether he uh, should have took him off at half time uh, And he may well have been looking at uh, Edmondson And saying to himself I was, I was looking at him a couple of weeks ago At Hammond Might not have You know Uh,
1: Been tested too much
3: Well I just feel as if Against Hamilton He had a really poor game Edmondson you know Particularly in the first half So he might have been Looking at everything Going I'll just stick as is But ultimately he came back uh, And he didn't defend The set play The set play was uh, embarrassing But there was so much Leading up to that Gordon And I agree with him In the second half I thought they were good They were on the front foot But why does it take To go one goal down Before you come out And attack a team like you do I said to you And the guys in the studio On Saturday For me This is a must win game Yeah You know you have to go to places With the greatest respect To St Johnson Camarnock You have to win there If you want to compete for titles The
2: the frustration for Stephen Gerrard too Must be As I said in the the introduction You never know the minute In Scottish football Rangers scored two goals Of the highest quality Magnificent finish from Camberry, And then Camberry Sets up Joe Aribo With a a terrific turn That left the St Johnson player Having to pay to get back Into the ground And then Two goals that could only be described as howlers Grant is a Rangers fan
1: He's first up tonight Where did it go wrong yesterday Grant? Hello guys Hello Hi Grant
5: Hi Uh, You're asking me where it went yesterday This season I can take you back two or three seasons And I'm not going to say it's all this guy's fault But we've got a right back at Ibrox That cannot defend He saunters up the park As we've seen on Saturday there Lost the ball And if you look at the view from behind the goal he's at the halfway line when he's right back or sorry when his centre back's exposed knocked on centre half's could have done better but he's still exposed again I can take you back three years to the league the Scottish Cup final against Hibbs, when he cost us three goals he done it last season at uh, Parkhead where we were in the ascendancy with two minutes to go he gave a stupid ball Celtic scored two goals in, against young boys at burn away that cost us three points in Europe the goal at Ivericks against young boys of Bern, last season against Hibs, he kicked a guy in the back of the leg just when we get back in the game, gave away a penalty. And I know you'll say that he puts in great crosses, he does this and he does it, well, that's fine. Keep him up the other end of the park. He's a liability as a defender and he's never a captain.
2: Well, you're not the first to say he's not uh, Rangers captain material. Uh, I think we it yesterday in the immediate aftermath of the draw at McDermott Park, uh, you put forward a very persuasive case. The only way I can answer you, Grant, is to say why do you think Stephen Gerrard picks him? Then
5: listen, some players, uh, some managers over the course of their career stick by players, and sometimes they get the the manager of the sack. Now, there's players have—I'll give you an example. Catty had a bad game about just before Christmas, and he was dropped for three weeks. Golds in his bad games doesn't get dropped? No, and I just sorry he gets dropped. He just will not see past Tavernier, and his goals against is shocking, and important goals against from his right back position is absolutely shocking. He's caught constantly up the field, and exposes his back. And it's been seen. People say oh, he's this or that. He puts in great crosses. He's not a forward. Defend first and let the forwards
1: do their job. You've listed off quite a few mistakes there, Grant. And individually, I don't think anyone would argue with them. But I mean, was he is he really the, the the main source of of blame for you yesterday, or even the last couple of months? How, how is he managing to stand out above everything else as being the main source of blame?
5: Well, Gerrard's changed his team three or four times. He's changed his defence three or four times. He never changes Tavernier. Now you've got to look and say, why has he never changed that, and why do these mistakes keep coming from the same position? Gerard's blame for this. I I just don't see what he sees. I'm old school. A right-bank should kick you right in the Dennis Laws, and that's it. Hard, let you know right away. No fanny about up the park and uh, and getting caught in possession. You're a defender. You defend, you defend, and if you get a chance to go up the park,
2: Fantastic Nice to get a mention of Dennis in On his birthday keep your language A bit more polite Uh, If you don't mind Grant (laughs) But uh,
3: Listen Do you See if you just take Yesterday's game In isolation Yeah For me The second goal When the boy Get the ball into the box Which resulted in the corner I think Tavenier Can do better at that stage But in in the grand scale Of the two goals I don't see where he actually has a, a, a direct bearing On any of the goals getting conceded could, yesterday
2: Could he have come across after Catech had slipped At the first one Could he have come over well, Was he well, too far up the park at the Well other?
3: at that stage you're just expecting him To put a simple ball through his foot through the ball You know you're, and, and, and any back four Your, your full backs are slightly advanced To your two centre-halves They usually lead the line And it's a basic clearance hue You know hmm. we We're talking about a Rangers quality To clear the ball up the park and, you know, you're not expecting him to be behind you Because as he clears it, you're looking to try and push up and get second balls uh, I didn't see Tavernier particularly to do with that I looked back to the Camarnock game uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, And again, it was the two centre-halves that, that cost, you know, the direct ball to flick on so for me, it's more to do with when you're talking about dropping points. That if you just take the last couple of games in isolation,
1: talk about bigger picture. To his grant, forget James Tavernier for a second. What about you know where Rangers are at, the state of the title challenge, and the overall picture?
5: I just, uh, I go to the game every week. Uh, we're away to Braga in the morning, and uh, when Rangers play teams at Ibrox, they've not found. They've not found the, the, the right mixture of breaking teams down that sit behind the ball. And it's been very obvious, whereas some of the big teams and great teams in Europe we've beaten in, uh, unbeaten in 19 games at Ibrox, they come out and attack us, we can get in behind them, and it becomes a game then. We've just not found the, the right elixir, if you like, to get in behind these teams to break them down. For some reason, Celtic manage it. But Rangers just don't have that The football's it's great to the 18-yard line And they go along the box And they just don't get that wee touch inside or, But, you
2: know I mean, at least you've come up with something you, You've you put the, the blame on one man James Tavernier But there has to be a wider picture here Because it's not about and ta- Because Rangers have lost at Tynecastle, They've lost at uh, Rugby Park They've had a bad draw at McDermott Park and at the same time, a goalless draw with a poor Aberdeen team at Ibrox. Uh, but for Hadji's goal against Hibbs with six minutes to go, they were in danger of dropping two points that night at Ibrox as well. And against Livingston at Ibrox. At 1-0, Lyndon Dykes hits the post. Uh, so they lived dangerously then as well. Uh, it, for me, since they came back after the winter break, you can pick Holes in just about every game That they've had What about the men- mentality aspect Alex And we've yeah. mentioned it previously
1: It's not easy to measure So people will have their own theories on it How do you back it up And say that this is conclusive proof That you know there's a, an issue with the mentality However, Rangers have Dropped, is it 10 points yeah. Since 10 returning points, yes. 7 of them from a winning position yeah. That must be well, An God, incredible source of frustration that's, that's a very good point you make there
3: And for me that is a mentality Because it takes mental strength To overcome Even when you're not playing well You've got that lead And you've got to see out games And for me that does become an issue Because clearly when you're dropping points They're not been able to see it through And it takes a, a, a group of players To do whatever it takes And they're not managing to do it And when you take The two games in isolation Yesterday The two goals he conceded Are desperate It's desperate It's not as if you're getting done With brilliant play It's players slashing at balls And then a direct long ball At Kamarnock Which is Fundamental basics Just go and do the basics It can't defend The defending Stephen Gerrard's words yesterday And I don't think You can get away from that But I think the column Makes a very valid point In terms of Opposition For Rangers Who defend deep They are having problems Unlocking and finding solutions
1: Grant what did you think Prior to yesterday, did you think there was still the chance of a a title challenge, or was that gone previously? You know,
5: if you support your team, and uh, you've always got to believe that uh, you're going to get a chance. But you look at—I'm not even going to mention that the, the other team. like it's all about what, what we've not done, not about what they've done. You know, if you look back at this and goals in the last minute, whatever—that's that's what they do. You know, but we've just not stepped up to the mark, and I think we've kind of thrown it away. Uh, after beating, beating them in 20 at uh, the end of December You know, with every chance to go on And I know it sounds a hard task and it's dead easy to say But if we'd won all our games after that we win the league But
2: we've not so. I, I, I think, to be honest Grant I mean, you haven't really thrown it away you, you, you know, Celtic have played exceptionally well Celtic have won 19 of the last 20 league games uh, Celtic have uh, scored a lot of goals uh, if they score in the last minute of matches That is just testament to uh, A team with a never say die attitude Thank you very much That was Grant kicking us off tonight
1: 01419511025 to join him At Clyde SSB on Twitter We're going to speak to Andy Who's a Rangers fan in Motherwell next He's got some thoughts about Stephen Gerrard You can hear them after the travel with Stephen
0: Slide 1 Super scoreboard With Thompson's Road accident solicitors The compensation You deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Hugh Keevens Is here Alex Ray Is alongside him They're trying to pick over The main talking points From a big old weekend In Scottish football We'd love for you To join us though 0141 951 1025 And that's the number Andy in Motherwell Has dialed How would you sum up How you're feeling At the moment Andy as a Rangers fan
6: Hi Gordon Hi Hugh And hi uh, Alec I think it is hi, hi. Um, As a fringe fan just now um, it's just, There's just so many ups and downs um, Can I speak to Alec please? He's listening Alec how you doing mate? I'm good Hey, it is uh, Where do we go for with Stevie Gerrard? Um, I've been on the forums I've been speaking about it to my mates And He's been giving us so much money And so much backing Alec I think the time now is to try Either cut our losses with him And what I mean by that Is to try and get a package To get him out the door And get somebody else in who I think should get the job right now is Chris Chute. Used to be the noise manager. Um, there's too many feelings for Stephen Gerrard. I'm going to give you some examples. His signings, his signings have been shocking, but 75% of his signings are horrendous signings. Plus, he doesn't give a lot of guys a chance. Um, you know, you've got your likes of Greg Stewart, your Jordan Jones. He plays Ryan Kent week in, week out. Ryan Kent's not kicked a ball in 10 games for Rangers. I, I think I seen a, a statistic on Twitter today that he's not he's not won an assist all, all year. I, was, I, f- I found that fascinating. For a guy at seven million pounds, he's not cutting it's not the mustard. You know, we've got Manolas as well. who Can he hit a barn door at the moment? I, this, this seems to have happened again from you know, kind of Christmas time about this Dubai training camp. I mean, what is actually going on? Is, is there some harm? I've been reports about unrest. I mean. Uh, personally I don't know If that's been happening Or no But what, what is actually Going on at Rangers and what's your
3: opinions About it Alec um, Listen I think you're Absolutely right about Young Ryan Kent I've said the last couple Of weeks that I felt As if it was an opportunity To take him out the firing line He's been substituted In various games as well I think the culmination As well is Alfredo Morelos Has come off the pace You know he'd have A really good opportunity There if you look at Recent games as well Against Livingston He had a, a legitimate goal Chopped off Against Camarnock Debatable one as well So He's still getting in the mix. But without Morelos in terms of uh, a striker option, for me, he's still your number one striker because uh, he brings a lot to the table physically and and so forth. Uh, In terms of his signings, you know, I think the the last half a dozen games, without doubt, you know, eight games, whatever it is, I think it's been, you know, the form has been, I said at the top of the show, it's been alarming. Uh, And I think Steven Gerrard will maybe have to give some of these guys a chance. Now, you look at uh, the impact that... um, Canberry had At the weekend I thought it was excellent You know I actually said I was championing him After these exploits In Europe as well I said to him Get him in the mix And he made a big difference I think the fact That Joe Aribo uh, I, I think you're missing Katic as well I think Katic brings A lot to the team uh, So much so That you're putting Aribo to left back And so forth I don't think Barisic that's... Oh sorry but did I say? Katic Oh sorry uh, Barisic yeah, uh, just... So aye But uh, I think Aribo going to left back For uh, Barisic Is not ideal But he seems to be doing okay So I just think there's too many players off form at the moment. You look at the two centre-halves now. I know Catech will come in for a bit of stick, which he should do on the performance yesterday. But you look over the piece, he's been relatively consistent. Uh, again, you could actually say the command-up game. So these mistakes are actually costing Rangers big time at the moment. Uh, you're going back to your point whether to stick or, or twist with Steven Gerrard. For me, you've got to stick with him. You've got to try and back him at least to the summer and see... Where they go from there I think from now to The summer's pivotal Because this I said at the top of the show as well This week is massive You've got this European tie Which against a very good Braga team Then you've got Hearts You know That, was, that started all this off Losing to Hearts eh, Just after the winter break So they really need to get a, a shake on Because If you think pressure's bad now If they're out of the cup Come Saturday Then it'll be
2: even worse And he's clearly not A Steven Gerrard fan And that's fair enough Um He has improved things at Ibrooks in many ways. However, the scrutiny he comes under is because he hasn't won anything. He did a fascinating newspaper piece at the weekend with his old Liverpool teammate, Danny Murphy. And in the piece, he said that he understood what management was all about in terms of if you have two bad years, he said to Danny Murphy, I'll be sitting in the match of the day studio beside you. In other words, two bad years and you could be out of management. So Steven Gerrard has to win something And if he doesn't feel he can do it at Rangers I wonder if He might think about his own reputation and standing And go from Rangers and go somewhere else Because if he has two barren years at Rangers He may think it's better for him not to hang around If Celtic are going for 10 in a row Or he may think he can do a Wim Janssen because if he couldn't stop 8 Couldn't stop 9 Vim Janssen stopped 10 When uh, Rangers had 9 in a row And was universally acclaimed By the Celtic support And is never forgotten by the Celtic support Because of that Stephen Gerrard could have a go at that Or he might think I might be better off Restoring my reputation down south
1: And is there not a danger that y- You're diving in on that one a little bit Granted managers always need to take some flack when when things go wrong But but can you always Can you just keep ripping up managers And, and, and changing the man in the hot seat Every time you have a bad two month period Because really You wouldn't have said this to us On the, the 29th of December But two months on You know you've got the manager Showing the door
6: I think you're right Gordon But you've also got to look at Rangers You know In the last three or four managers There have been a lot of rookie managers You know Your Warburton's Your McCoy's your, your Jenner's These are all kind of guys Who you're taking a chance on we need tried and tested, we need guys who have got a proven track record and I think I think personally if you give um, Gerrard to the summer and he's not won a cup I think personally now I think Europe's keeping, keeping him in a job We can't sack him because we don't have the
1: money to pay him off for us that
2: What tried so, and tested record does Chris Hutton have?
6: Well he got to go um
1: right to the Premier
6: League
1: Yeah but having said that Andy, that this is where and the scattergun does come out a bit have Rangers fallen behind in the title race because Steven Gerrard was a, not a tried and tested manager or have they fallen behind in the title race because they don't have the players to sustain it over a longer period in the way Celtic do?
6: I've just listed about 13 signs, Gordon, that he's signed who either he's put on loan, he doesn't play or sits on the bench. It's not good enough, Gordon. He's got, he's impa- there've got to be impact signs. Ryan Kent for a £7 million. He's not kicked the ball for Rangers since coming back. And that's, that's the big difference, you know, Celtic have got strength and debt, we know that. Mm-hmm. Rangers, one, don't have money, two, they can't just sack, sack manager. sorry, willy-nilly. They've got to go with a tried and tested approach, they can't keep going for rookie managers and taking a chance, it, it's not going to work.
1: It's a fair point on Ryan Kent, Hugh, the, his form would, would be a concern, if you were a Rangers yeah. fan or the Rangers manager, at
2: what point do you take him out the firing line, at what point do you try something else? Um <sighs> I think Steven Gerrard takes the approach that if he takes him out of the firing line, he'll destroy his confidence rather than help it. Uh, So I think he will persevere with Ryan Kent. Um, He's clearly, like Morelos, well out of sorts. Morelos has one goal in nine games now and just looks like an unhappy player. Kent also looks like a player who's struggling with himself as much as anything else. Uh, But I, I don't think that Stephen Gerrard would take him out for the reason that he'll go into his shell if that happens.
4: Been times this season where I've stood on the side and thought fair play, that's a world class strike or a real good bit of play, and you think, oh, fair play, hold me hand up. But these goals, you know, teams are not cutting us to pieces. It's not individual brilliance that is killing us. It's us, it's us, it's ourselves, we're shooting ourselves in the front. So it's my job to make sure that that stops as quick as I can, but uh, I feel like I'm playing the same record, certainly since we've come back after Christmas. Yeah, I don't think Thursday's got anything to do with it. This is St Johnson, a real big three points at stake. The lads were incredible for half an hour on, on Thursday night. We still had issues defensively, but with all due respect, you're playing against top-level individual players who are worth a lot of money and the. They're a good team, finished top of the group, gone to Molineux and they've won, so at times you've got to accept that teams will get some joy against you, but for St. Johnson to get the joy they got against us today was just too easy.
2: And now it sets up an almighty week for Mm -hmm. Rangers, Hugh. Yeah, Uh, uh, if we accept, and I think Alec and I would be in agreement, that the league's gone, um, you then have the Europa League. The performance against Braga, poor first half, Fantastic second half 3-2 aggregate Leads something to hold on to But as Stephen Gerrard Himself has said If the defending in Portugal Is as ropey as it was in Perth They're in trouble And then you have Hearts in the Scottish Cup Away from home If And I underline if Rangers go there On Saturday evening And the Scottish Cup Is the only thing they have left It really would be Inadvisable for Rangers to lose again to the team at the bottom of the league Andy and Motherwell
1: thank you very much for your call You can join Andy on 01419511025 and let's speak to Stevie who is a Celtic fan from Strathblane. Hi Stevie Well I must
7: say I'm, I'm very surprised at the gap at the moment And the, the dramatic lapse of form for Rangers And it's led me to think that he's might have already covered this Because they're joined the show at 106 that's a big if. If Rangers get beat and get eliminated for Europe and eliminated for the Scottish Cup, and Celtic go, and I'm looking at the form of both teams at the moment, and Celtic go to Ibrox and they win 3-0, 4-0, something like that, and Gerrard might be asked to consider his position, does that then, and if you agree with that, does that then... Make it obvious that the much heralded and trumpeted contract extension was rather foolish and premature, because they then would have to find the money to pay them off. And in the last four managers or whatever, it's all been experiments It's been Ronnie Diler stuff, and they need a tried and trusted manager who knows the Scottish game, and they had one lined up, but he turned them down to stay because to say they checked the, the due diligence and didn't they like what they've seen under the bonnet but my main point is if that comes to pass that their season is over by the time they go to the do you think he'll be asked to consider his position
2: well you'll accept Stevie that your your own question contains every if, if but in the, maybe in the book uh, you know so uh,
7: I know it's all hypothetical to you right but I'll be the first guy to come on this show and ask a an hypothetical question
2: I, right? I, I would answer your well, hypothetical as a possibility I would. A, an impossibility I would a, I, anything's possible absolutely anything in this country uh, I would answer your question simply by saying if Rangers were to get to the end of the season with no trophies again both Stephen Gerrard and Dave King would have a decision to make Dave King would have to decide whether he wanted to take the gamble on Stephen Gerrard for a third season the season in which Celtic could win 10 in a row or whether he thought it was time for a change and Stephen Gerrard I'll go back to the point I made earlier Stephen Gerrard will have to decide if another season in Scottish football is what he needs when he's up against a, a Celtic of significant momentum better players more money and a solid Business model in place Steven Gerrard might wonder At the end of a barren season If he might be better Looking after himself And going Voluntarily Stevie's outlined the ifs Alex yes. And
1: I, th- I think we all accept that, that that is quite a lot That would have to happen C- Can we at least settle on then That the Scottish Cup Becomes extremely important It's the most important f- For Steven Gerrard yeah. and, and this Sunday in particular Because As we know, the final's at the end of the season Pretty much, it's moved a couple of weeks this season But but by and large, it's at the end of the season And you never know, Rangers might just go on and win it However, if they go out at this stage As Stevie and Strathblane quite rightly points out Then it would be a case of you know, where, where do we go from here What, yeah, do, what are we trying to achieve Between now and the end of the season Yeah I
3: think it'd be a body blow For Stephen Gerrard And it'd be a question for the board Because clearly Silverware was part of the remit. I think Stephen Gerrard's on record As saying that He knows that Silverware's part of it I actually think in terms of the first year, I think it would have been a difficult last to actually get the title, Hugh. But the disappointment of last year's uh, exits would would, would wrangle with him. The fact is he got to a cup final this year, which is an added bonus. However, they never won it. So the fact of the matter is, if they went out this weekend, I think it would be an absolute body blow. And I think it's as big a game as Stephen Gerrard's had in his managerial career. Going over to uh, Braga, I think it's an extremely, extremely difficult game. Uh, if he gets through that We keep saying Will it galvanise him But they have to lift ourselves. Gordon I'm watching that yesterday And It shouldn't take To half time For them to come out And actually Can I get a, a, a Spurt on When you're up Against players Of the calibre Of St. Johnson
2: Stevie has You know Said correctly That He's entitled To bring up Hypothetical points I would bring up A hypothetical point Or two Of my own then What if Stephen Gerrard Goes to Portugal And knocks Braga out What if He goes to Tynecastle And knocks Hearts out With a bit to spare Then He carries on regardless
1: Uh, Stevie all of this is Only relevant because your team Has been so relentless recently What have you made of it?
7: Well I'm just looking at the, 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 the The actual situation You know Thinking that Celtic are miles away And Okay.
2: Well, it clear of the Stevie's line is not great there Hugh Well let me pick up on what or where I think Stevie was going He speaks about Celtic's financial position And of course uh, Every time Celtic bring out a balance sheet It is uh, extremely healthy And they do have a long established and successful business model What Celtic have to do now then There's so much speculation about Callum and Gregor and Brendan Rodgers wanting to take him to Leicester City. And Celtic do have Callum McGregor on a long-term contract. They also have Odson-Edouard, Edward, who is the jewel in the crown. And uh, if someone was to try to buy odson Edward, it would cost them a fortune. Celtic and Stevie is looking on. Celtic have to decide whether they want to try and keep odson Edward for one more season. That season. Callum McGregor Do they want to keep him For that season Or do they want to take the money From Leicester They have big decisions Of their own to make From a cash rich position Thank you very much Stevie This is the ideal time To get your call in Because we're going
1: to get Some travel with Stephen And then we could be Speaking to you next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal injury solicitors The league leader For compensation Talk to thompsons.com
1: Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, looking back on the big talking points from a busy weekend in Scottish football. Justin is a Rangers fan in the city centre. What's on your mind tonight, Justin?
8: I'm literally astounded as to what I've been listening to for the last twenty minutes, guys. Um, I'm, as you know, I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan, and sometimes I've got blue tinted glasses on at points, but I'm also a, a realist. I, I can understand why. Two months down the line from from bringing Gerald in and the stuff that's happened and the the players that he's brought in. I get that they're not performing well. I get they're having dips. And I get Gerald's this not tried and trusted manager that everybody keeps banging on about. But how do we go for being one point and one goal behind, beating Celtic, convincingly, and playing them off the park. All right, you know, we didn't score, we didn't beat them four and five, nothing, but we played them off the park, which three, two years ago, we would never have a whole hell of doing. We played them off the park in the cup final and are unlucky not to win it. But two months down the line, we're talking about Gerard walking away, moving on, or us ousting him. I just, I, just, I, I, I start thinking, we're, we're Rangers fan's heads at certain points three, four years ago. We were miles away from where we are now. Absolutely miles away. And I just don't, I, I think we're getting a wee bit too carried away with things. I get 10 in a row, I get the everything else, but from the last 32 in Europa League. And beating and putting out quality teams. There's no a team that we've put out that you would say are minnows or struggles are no decent outfit. We're playing them. I'm not particularly consistent, but we're two years into a what was essentially a totally rebuilding job. I just find it amazing that you can criticise who Gerald's brought in. Le- Aribo. he's a quality player. He's probably lacking confidence. Kent, he's lacking in confidence. Morelos, he's lacking in confidence. And I don't think fans getting on his back and screaming abuse at them and slating them, getting them out the building getting them this. thats not going to help.
2: Justin, you, you said you are a realist The reality of the situation is that The fans went into this season with high hopes And on December 29, when they beat Celtic And beat them convincingly, as you say Those hopes went through the roof And now they can't understand why Rangers can't win at Tynecastle Against the bottom team in the league and can't hold on to a lead at Kilmarnock With 13 minutes left to play And lose the game And can't get a result at home Against Aberdeen Who are having a very very poor season By their standards And can't get past St Johnston at Perth Days after beating Braga in the Europa League In the most thrilling fashion possible They feel that let down And that is the nature of football And the nature of football in these parts Is that people do get Trigger happy and think Well the, the manager Change the manager I'm not saying it's right I'm just saying that you as a realist Would understand that since time began Fans have booed football players Who have disappointed them And since time began People have called for the head of managers Who disappointed them Justin I, would
1: you Sorry I was just going to see If yep. Justin was Would you absolve Stephen Gerrard from, from all criticism Justin or just is, is there a certain line That you feel has been crossed
8: it's not all criticism. No, there's got, and I think he shoulders the blame. The blame with a lot of things, and he tries to protect the players as much as he can. But in the same hand, he's he comes out and he, he speaks his mind. He, he he he's the first one to put his hands up if people are only performing, For them to stand up and be counted. But I, I look back to players. I mean, Rangers and Celtic fans have berated players. I remember Henrik Larsson getting absolutely slated by Celtic fans. Over a hairband They get absolutely berated for it Mark Hately, get, Rangers fans detested him For pretty much the full first season he was here And wanted him out of the club and nothing to do with him And then he went on to become a, an absolute legend to his Probably two of the best strikers that I've ever Striking partnership with Scotland seen with him and McCoy
2: But that's also part of the game <laughs> that, That's just part of the fun You know, people jump to conclusions I've jumped to plenty in my own time uh, they jump to conclusions And are later forced to uh, Admit that they got it wrong yeah, I mean, ju- ju- It's fair enough for Justin to point out That doesn't yeah. make it right Just because yeah. people do it Doesn't
1: make it right You should always be able to assess things With a calm head And, and take a, uh, an appropriate look At the bigger picture yeah. Alex Justin
3: I said uh, During the last break when, when Hugh was saying Because we had to go into the break For me I can't see Stephen Gerrard walking away I don't think it's in his nature To walk away uh, I think he's a fighter He's proven You know his, In his playing career So I just don't see it by his nature Um I think between now and the in the summer Is an important time for Stephen Gerrard Because if we continue to see The performances that, uh, that Rangers have put in recently Dropping points away to the teams that Hugh spoke about Some of the teams that are down there Camarnock, Hearts, uh, St Johnston. So if that continues over a longer period And they don't get a cup run I think it knocked out of the weekend. It is only natural that people will question if Steven's the right man to take it on. Now I take your point on board because the European run has been brilliant because if you go back, is it two and a half years ago now, it was one of the worst nights in Rangers' history at Progress. Neither con they were that was desperate. The performances, the level of performances. So from there to now, I, I actually agree. The fact that they can compete, the where they're struggling at the moment is, is with the is consistency. So So they come back They get a win Then they're dropping points I don't think that Rangers can afford To lose too many of their key players If you look at over the the space of this Eight or ten games Barisic's been out You look at tavernier has been out You look at Morello Suspended for a couple of games You look at Ryan Jack been out I don't know if they've got that strength and depth To lose their key players Because if they have their strongest team on the pitch I think Rangers can match anyone in the league Where they're struggling at the moment is Consistency And if they continue to defend Like they're doing at the moment this is only going to continue. They have to step up to the plate.
1: Justin, you spoke about, you know, you're, well, Kent's short on conference and, and Morelos is short on conference and you may well be right, but what do you do then? What, what's what's the solution? If it's not really Steven Gerrard's fault and it's not these players' fault because they're just low on confidence? whose fault is it? I think there is
8: some responsibility has to be taken with the players. I, I totally agree with that. Yes, they're underperforming. But you take football's... <laughs> Having the realist head on football is not any job. If somebody's struggling with confidence, if somebody's going through a, a dip in form or a spell in whatever job they do, if their boss and the people around about them start giving them grief and making, the, making them feel worse, that's not going to make them go, be any better. That's not going to make them improve. And you can see the nervousness with the players. You've seen it in, in, against Braga the other night. The first half, as soon as a couple of passes went astray and the crowd started getting in their back, You've seen the reluctance For certain things You've watched Kent Kent rather than last season Get in the ball And he just run at people he, he's, he was direct Every single time Every move he made was positive Now He's scared to go by somebody See at
3: that point Isn't though it? Justin Justin at that point And you do make a very valid point See at that point If he's struggling for confidence Take him out of the mix For a couple of weeks Give him a rest Allow someone else to get in And get the opportunity and I, and I think that's what he has to do Because If he continues to do that And keeps hooking the boy It's just going to add to his you, woes And he's going to You know it's like you It's you, you horrible don't,
2: You don't think that the Seven million pound man Would have his confidence Hugh, you lowered keep, by being <coughs> rested
3: Hugh you keep referring to this seven, I was a record signing it, I think, You just become another player Within that dressing room And you have to adapt to that You have See if you're 7 million Or you're a free You're still trying to uh, Earn your right to play in that team yeah, And I, because
2: of the valuation Should not deter I, I accept that It's just that When you come to a club A club like Rangers Who don't have A lot of money When they spend that amount of money on you it stays with you With Every passing week It yeah. stays with you He cost £7 million yeah, but Why oh, is he not doing no,
1: that? It stays with you In the nice eyes of the fans though but yeah. Not Not, not Stephen Gerrard No all. I,
2: I, I, I was, Listen I was a record signing
3: At Sunderland It didn't borrow me in the slightest I think Genuinely 7-0 I, I, Bit Sorry uh, I, was a, I was a record signing At Sunderland Hugh and the first couple of years I struggled But that was partly to do With my lifestyle But then When you get settled in They ended up bringing in guys At three and four million But I'm not going to I wasn't going to See that four million pound player I'm going to have to overtake him I'm all actually looking at Stefan Schwartz
1: And thinking I need to take his place Thank you Justin In the city centre Beat the
0: pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online uk Slash football
1: it is beat the pundit time A new week A clean slate for both you And the pundits So if you want to take on Hugh Evans or Alex Ray For a signed ball You need to call us right now 0141 951 1025 Get more questions right than them And the ball is yours You have to call us before 7 o'clock
0: Slide one, Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Duke Evans and Alex Ray are here looking back on all the big talking points from the weekend's action. As you would imagine, lots of fallout from Rangers' failure to get all three points in Perth, coming back down the road with one point. We heard from Stephen Gerrard. Uh, we're going to hear from Neil Lennon because Celtic keep ticking off the wins as they try and look towards another title. We're going to hear from Neil Lennon And a bit later on this hour A decision has been made To ban youngsters in Scotland From heading the ball Is that the right decision Or the wrong one? You tell us 01419511025
0: Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash
1: football. Right, let's see what a new week of Beat the Pundit has in store. The Pundits have not been in great form recently. Maybe they've got their act together over the weekend. Charlie is up tonight from Canvas Lang. How are you, Charlie? Not bad, God, be Not too bad at all. Can't complain. Let's toss the coin and see who you're up against. If it's heads, it will be Hugh Keevans. And if it's tails, it will be Alex Ray. And it is tails. Alex against Charlie From Cambus Lang So I'm going to give Alex Something else To listen to And that way he can't hear no, Your answers No 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 oh, not he, hearing c- he can I'm still, not, still I'm still hearing you Still listening to me Yes I That's am That's not good Come need on, need I might need this <laughs> Press some buttons No still I'm still sh- hearing be you He's very honest of him I must no, admit No no I
3: would never Never feed Charlie honest. It's not in my uh, makeup.
1: Yeah sure There we go, swap those headphones, we'll get you some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way you can't hear Charlie's answers We've got him now Charlie, we've locked him out You have 30 seconds Head to head with Alex Remember you can pass, that's the secret If you don't know it, just pass it quickly and move on, okay? Okay Good man, your time starts now Who's the captain of Kilmarnock? Oh, pass How many Scottish Premiership games ended in a draw this weekend? Three what nationality is Christopher Iyer? Norwegian. Dennis Law celebrates which birthday today? 75. Who scored their first goal for Rangers yesterday? Flo Scotland are up to what place in the UEFA coefficient table? Pass. Which Scott scored in the English Premier League at the weekend? Robert Plett. Who does Christoph Berra play for? Dundee. Good man, let's bring Alex back. Alex, have you got us? I have, yes. Great. Same set of questions to you. Ready? Yep. Yep. Who's the captain of Kilmarnock? Decker. How many Scottish Premiership games ended in a draw this weekend? Two. What nationality is Christopher Eyer? Eh, uh, Norwegian. Dennis Law celebrates which birthday today? Who scored their first Rangers goal yesterday? Canberry. Scotland are up to which place in the UEFA coefficient table? 14. Which Scot scored in the English Premier League at the weekend? Eh, uh, pass. Who does Christoph Berra play for? Christ, Christoph Berra's Dundee. Okay. What do you think, Charlie? Um, I think a, a couple, couple rang. I think Alex got a couple there. I think it was a good game, Hugh. I quite yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah. Scottish football is the place to be for high-scoring games at the moment. I think you two did not too badly. Who is the captain of Commarnock? Gary Dicker. One nil mm-hmm. to Alex. How many Scottish Premiership games ended in a draw this weekend? Let's count them. St. Johnson Rangers. Hamilton Mullerwell 3 Hibs Livingston 3 Equaliser for Charlie and Cambus Lang Straight away What nationality Is Christopher Eyer? He's Norwegian You both got it So you're level going into question 4 Which birthday does Dennis Law celebrate today? It is his 80th So Alex Ray retakes the lead Who scored the first goal for Their first goal for Rangers on Sunday Florian Camberry You both got it Alex is one in front Scotland are up to what place? In the UEFA coefficient table It is 14th I'm afraid Charlie So Alex stretches his lead to 2 uh, The Scotsman who scored In the English Premier League at the weekend Was Stuart Armstrong oh,
3: oh, Did late, you see what, it? A late one yeah
1: One of those where the goalie went up Absolutely, And he managed to yeah, break in 95th
9: minute right, yeah.
1: minute exactly Christoph Berra plays for Dundee You did get that one Charlie So you did not too badly at all I think it was a 3 for you 4 for you um, But I'm afraid 1, two, three, four, five, six, A 7 for Alex Ray as a man on form Was it a 6 for Alex I think it was a 6 and yeah. just 6 It doesn't matter 6 for Alex Ray 6 it does <laughs> <laughs> And a 4 for you Charlie Hardlines Unlucky Charlie Right Need for it. Good man 10 goal thriller Hugh Yeah can't, Cannot argue with that It's more than an hour Dennis Law 80 today yeah. Hugh How can we let the show pass Without a birthday
2: Greeting to the legend himself yeah. Uh, yeah. And he is a true legend the, You know The joint top goal scorer For Scotland uh, and he started playing for Scotland in the 1960s Uh, He shares that distinction with Sir Kenny Uh, I'll never forget going down to Deansgate in Manchester mm-hmm. As a, a relatively young man I was young once uh, And uh, I had to meet Dennis To fix up uh, a weekly column That he was going to do And I was going to write And he took me to an Italian restaurant in Deansgate And the waiters were Literally knocking people out the road to give Mr. Law, Mr. Law, a seat, uh, a good seat, good table. He was he was royalty in Manchester, and I've always, always told the story about when the column started. I had my firstborn stand at the top of the stairs so that when we had people in on a Sunday night, he would shout, "Dad, it's Dennis Law on the phone for you." <laughs> uh, so you shameless name yeah, dropper, yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Uh, Happy birthday Dennis And I'll always remember The way you greeted me Every time How are you kid? What a way to make us Feel inferior Alex He now hangs about with us two On a Monday night
1: <laughs> after, after <laughs> the exchanging <laughs> phone calls With Dennis Law Listen Amazing. Dennis Law never gave me A lift home That's true And Alex Ray will In about 50 minutes time 01419511025 Get in touch You can tweet us At Clyde SSB. So many tweets coming in Um Let's see what we've got loads So as always apologies I I couldn't even read 1% of these There are so many Um, S. Murray says It would be disastrous if we got rid of SG More chance of stopping Celtic getting 10 if we keep him But we must get rid of Morelos in the summer Bringing in a new manager now Or the summer Would gift Celtic 10 Andy Lacey says Can you tell Hugh Stop trying to convince himself Gerard will quit He's here to stop 10 in a row Pundits (laughs) like Keevans
2: can stop wishing for him to quit Punditry comes in many forms, and you look at a, a big story like Rangers at the moment and you explore many aspects of that story. I have always said that I admire Stephen Gerrard and the way he approaches his job, uh, and you get criticised for that as well. You know, people say, Oh, you're giving an, yeah. an easy ride. Uh, he's not getting an easy ride He is all over the back pages today Saying if we play like that in Portugal Braga will put us out So he's not getting an easy ride He's being very truthful But he is under scrutiny And the scrutiny becomes ever more severe When you keep dropping points The way Rangers are at the moment Rob is a
1: Rangers fan from Kilmarnock How would you sum up where Rangers are at At the moment Rob?
10: didn't uh, even pan, how are you Rob? doing?
2: I know. Uh,
10: I'm probably going to say something quite controversial at the moment but I'm not interested if Celtic do 10 in a row as a Rangers fan and I'll tell you for why I think what we need to do is build a foundation here which Stephen Gerrard is doing for something that's going to last us three, four, five, six 4, 5, seasons um, we can fling all you want and that's what we're going to do is stop them doing 10 and it'll be what 1 every title every 10 years I don't want that. As a Rangers fan, I want to see the team climb where we would do two, three, four, five in a row. We can emulate what's happening. You'll have to look at Manchester United. The managers are going through. They're not getting any success. Yes, it's frustrating. I was at the, par- uh, the game yesterday. Uh, it's very frustrating as a fan in the sideline, but I'm seeing something further down the line here. Not just for this season or next season. I'm talking three, four, five years. Maybe even when Steven's left is what's he going to leave us with? And I think that it separates Rangers and Celtic at the moment, in my opinion is... Yes, we can win games, we can go to Celtic Park and we can beat Celtic, but we haven't won a trophy. And for me, if we can win that first cup, get to a cup final and win it, that's what's going to galvanise the squad to know what it's like to win. We left, and for me, we lost the title the day we bet Celtic because the players left with such euphoric feeling that they might have beat Celtic. They came back after the Christmas holidays. And they don't know how to continue that memento. Celtic do. And that's the difference for me between the Gulf and the Old Forum. Yeah, have we made progress since uh, Stephen Gerrard has come on board? I certainly think we have done. Hence the reason we be bet them. But we need to win a cup first and foremost. So let's build for today and tomorrow. No just fling everything for one season. Stop telling and norm I've done it. What if we don't win another season, uh, another trophy for nine, ten seasons after that? I want something that's got to be a bit more longevity.
3: I think the key thing for Rangers Is to continue to build I think the points tally last year Was an extra 11% uplift They'll be looking for that again And you have to continuously improve On your your points tally for me But I take your point on board um, Rob He has to win a trophy That is paramount That's why I say that the weekend Is a must win He has to continue in this cup Because otherwise As you say Any momentum that's gathered Will then be back in reverse And I think that's the key thing Is trying to get to that final Trying to get the silverware on board And what Gordon touched upon earlier on In terms of It gets you towards the end of the season It gives the players something to aim for as well Gordon in terms of domestic football
1: Yeah is that I mean Hugh you've seen this movie before When managers don't get results Somebody And it, it might just start with a couple of people And a couple more There will always be someone mm-hmm. Who thinks that changing the manager is, is going to be a solution Do we Are we a bit more knee-jerk now I mean It's the 24th of February At a time when Yes he he might not And he might not be favourite But Stephen Gerrard Might go on to win The Scottish Cup He might Cut Celtic's gap And I can totally understand People going Yeah but he might not But but, Why why would it really be A serious discussion point now Why would you not Wait until the summer And and, and Really Carefully assess What happened
2: Rather than Being knee jerk And diving in It's these last two months That have done it you know When uh, Rangers come back After the winter break uh, And started to lose At Tynecastle And at uh, Rugby Park And what happened yesterday At McDermott Park uh, And the the draw With Aberdeen at Ibrox it, It's built up A negative momentum And supporters are looking And thinking Celtic were uh, Two points ahead of us On December 29 But we had a game in hand Therefore Theoretically If they won the game in hand Rangers would have been above Celtic Would you make a Rob's Start
1: off point though He personally And of course he wouldn't pretend To speak for all Rangers fans But he's telling you He doesn't care about 10 in a row He doesn't see it as the be all and end all And he wants to try and build something With Steven Gerrard involved
2: When Dave King Was making his pitch To become the, The head man at Rangers He Referenced 10 in a row And Basically like a politician saying Vote for me And ten in a row for Celtic won't happen And I think it's been a recurring theme And I think this season Rangers have thrown everything At preventing nine in a row I think again He doesn't set the fee But they paid £7 million for Ryan Kent That was a massive statement of intent From Rangers and I think they've done everything, including the appointment of Stephen Gerrard and the money that Stephen Gerrard must be getting and Gary McAllister and the, a whole backroom staff there. I think Dave King and the Rangers board went the distance, pushed the boat out in order to get Stephen Gerrard and players in order to stop Celtic's run this season. Can I come back in, God? Of course you can.
10: The point for me, Hugh, and I take on board what you're saying, but you only need to look at the Mourinho effect at Man United. Man United thought they were doing the same thing. They bring the big-name players in, they bring the manager in. Look what happened to him. What I'm trying to say is we need to build for the future and flinging everything at it. And yeah, Dave King made his statement and you know I, I took that with a pinch of salt because we had to look where we were then to where we are now. Yeah, we're night and day. But I still think we're maybe two, three seasons off winning the league. For me get the cup under the belt, let the players see at the end of the season what it feels like to win a trophy. Because at the moment, Celtic could go into a historical fourth treble here. And does it pain me? Yeah, it does. I've got family and friends that are Celtic fans and I get it in the neck every day. But let's look at it from the long-term perspective of the Rangers fan. The Rangers fan, 35 year. Season ticket holder. Travelled up, as I say, with my son to the game yesterday. You think 2-1, that says we've got it in the bag. And then you do see the the effect, of the nervousness setting in, right? OK, we're building something, let's get to the end of the season, take stock where we are, and we'll build for next season, and we'll build for the next season after that. Man United's doing the same with uh, Solskjaer, Liverpool have done the same with Jurgen Klopp, Normally I'm not saying that Rangers are the same line as the club, but in terms of building the management structure, that's where we need to be, and I know it's going to cause a lot of split ends and the Rangers fans, I'll be accused of X, Y and Z, I'm just being a realistic Rangers fan, we are where we are, let's build in the
2: future. Well, the, you know, th- Supposing an offer comes in for uh, Morelos Is he part of the future Or do you take the money Uh, Or if if an offer came in for another player uh, You know I'm not sure where the building process Gets underway You maybe need to sell
10: to build Is Morelos the answer to to Rangers No, is the formation everything there I don't know I don't make these decisions But I stand by what the manager does He's an ex-pro He knows what he's talking about He knows what he's doing It's his first job I'm behind the manager. I sit in the stand and I listen to... It. I mean, honestly, I we went 1-0 yesterday. That's it. I'm going home. I've had enough. This team is destroying me. I'm thinking, where's the support? Where's the galvanisation behind it? If any of the thinks that we were going to win the league this season after the 29th, I'm sorry, but they were delirious. It wasn't going to happen. We know for the past that we struggle when we come back. That's something he has got to work on, but the players need to take responsibility for it. But I stand by what I say here. I'm here for the future of the long haul I've yeah, been
11: down the bottoms uh, of the league here uh,
2: Yeah, uh, I respect what you're saying Rob But On the night of December 29 Didn't you allow yourself to think This could be on It was like Christmas
10: Eve as a young kid You think oh the prospect it could happen And then that first game back against ranra the, the reality set back in You think okay This is going to have a different holiday What's happened Celtics went away at the band Folk saying don't take them back My dad's talking to lost, Take them to the Sandjons but two teams can't go to the same country under the same pretenses with the same ethos and come back and be different. Something's obviously happened with it. That's team that Gerard's management role. That's what he's got to do. And he'll get to the bottom of that and he'll make it big. But at the end of the day, it's a future, you I understand. You, you just kind of do it overnight. This is... You, you go and look where we've came from. And Alex, you're an ex pro yourself. You know, yeah. it's like the player. Yeah, I've seen the players were getting on to Catech. They were getting on the phone to Golson, and uh, getting on his back and forth and I get that You're the same If you make a mistake It's a mistake yeah. Folk make mistakes What Celtic doing is They've won 12 trophies So if they make a mistake They know the remedy They need to fix it They know what they need To do in the dressing room We don't And that's the bit where Stephen Jad and me Are thinking as well That's where we're going To get to How long is it going to take I don't know But I'm behind them All the way
1: Okay that was Robin Kilmarnock Thank you very much For your call Let's squeeze another one in Billy is in Milton Hi Billy Hi there, how you doing lads? Not too bad Billy, right. how are you?
12: Good evening to you, Alec Gordon Not yourself nice. Hi Billy uh, it's just, In regards to people wanting to see Stephen Gerrard First and foremost, I think he's closed the gap Superbly on Celtic Not only that, uh, he continues to make decent signings Like Haji, Cambery, etc And they are really ones for the future But he's been unlucky as at times And I've seen it earlier on the season against Livingston Highbrook's uh, Landon Dykes, and a few other Livingston players, two of Nikola like Katic all over the place, man. He just didn't know where he was. That was when he got dropped initially. Uh, he, he's been unlucky with Philip and uh, not being available to him. But uh, 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 who else would come to Rangers? Anybody? Yeah, anybody, but uh, are we going to get anybody the of Gerard and Gary? No.
2: Well, he, they
12: two are... They they too are their future, and in all honesty, apart from a few slip ups recently, they
1: they're definitely the future for Rangers. Uh, we, you end up sort of sliding down into this argument, Hugh, as if we've built it into a debate of should yeah. Stephen Gerard get the sack. It was it was never about that. I think one one of the first callers yeah. suggested he wasn't too happy with the job, and then it sort of spirals from yeah. there. Alex has never said it. No, you've never said it. I've not seen any. Pun that's really no, uh, yet saying and, and it And we end up spending a lot of time then Like I say d- Debating something that i think I'm not sure to, it's really to, there
2: Just to introduce a, To my way of thinking a, 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 a note of realism In football At clubs as big as Rangers Trophies have to be part of it If Season upon season You are not winning trophies The players And the manager Come under scrutiny it is football's way that it's easier to blame the manager than it is to get rid of all the players. That's just the nature of football. If Rangers get to the end of this season and have not won anything, then there will be a debate over whether Rangers keep faith with Stephen Gerrard or Stephen Gerrard keeps faith with Rangers. Again, you cannot go season upon season Not winning trophies If you are a club as big as Rangers
3: They will assess it in the summer garden In terms of where they are in the league They'll obviously reflect on the League Cup final They'll reflect on the European run They'll reflect on where the squad is as a whole And how they're playing towards the end of that season And for me, listen I actually take Rob's point on board You know, one of the, One of the things that's actually been overlooked here is The actual relentless of Celtic because they have come back, put their foot to the floor, uh-huh. and really put that you know really put it to them. And for me, you know that is kind of unprecedented. But it's not a surprise, Gordon, because when you look at the actual sixteen or seventeen games prior to the, the old firm defeat in December, the mm-hmm. the form was phenomenal.
1: There's actually a similar point coming on Twitter from Gary Walker. He wants to ask you: Are Rangers underperforming or are Celtic overperforming? He says the, the gist of it is that this season. Celtic are on 76 points Only 4 points off where the Invincibles were at, at this point He's also trying to make the point that Rangers are 9 points better off I think and Yeah, 55 points at this stage last season 64 I, I, This not, season So I, he, I, I guess that the gist of it is He's trying to sh- say that Rangers are getting better But the problem is Celtic are still too far in front
2: Celtic's momentum is 3 years old And uh, uh, A treble treble old and 10 trophies in a row old uh, So They Don't underperform they Don't overperform They just keep Steamrolling on Final word to you Billy uh,
12: uh, It's just uh, this, this season In my opinion is the first season That we've actually thought We can win something so, I mean we will still with the Scottish Cup to go The league's not done Sell it are huge favourites for it Stevie Gerard is definitely a man for Rangers in the way forward. And I'm I'm talking about certain people are on Twitter saying that Stevie Gerrard's not a man. I totally disagree with it.
1: Okay, that was Billy and Milton. Thank you very much. How well do you know your managers? Because if you've got good managerial knowledge, you'll be needed on the full time (laughs) teaser. It's coming next.
0: Slide one super scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's dot com.
1: It's time for Cook Evans and Alex Ray to tackle tonight's full time teaser sent in by John Cook. John's putting you to the test here. He's looking for ten Scottish managers in the English leagues. Sounds simple. The question is simple enough. Are the answers simple? Can you name ten Scottish managers currently in the English leagues? I like the Steve Evans Oh good one Hugh You're going Lambert. for one of the Uh huh I think you two are going to squish this By the looks of it We'll take um, one more to kick us off well, What's his name? M- Mellon. Um, Mickey Mellon Mickey oh, Mellon He's pulling out the difficult ones to begin That's when I know we're in trouble Right we'll leave it there I name the 10 Scottish managers In the English leagues at the moment Mickey Mellon at Tranmere Alec Neil Preston Paul Lambert Ipswich Steve Evans Gillingham this could be a record for you two. I think I don't, oh, I don't see know. you. I don't see you needing much help with this. If you want to play along at Clyde SSB, send us your tweets um, and think out loud with the guys. Listen, I know the title race is of huge significance and importance, and I'm sure we will do it time and time again. But actually, a massive story today, Hugh Kevin's mm. for the world of Scottish football. And that's that children aged well mm-hmm. under 12 have been banned from heading footballs during training. Uh, restrictions have now been put on players aged 12 to 17 as well. Scottish FA have, have imposed this measure. It follows a report, you may remember, last October, which found that professional, former professional footballers were three and a half times more likely to die of a degenerative brain disease. Mm. Um, so guidelines that have been put in place. Basically heading no longer used in any training session involving children aged between six and eleven whilst for twelve to fifteen year olds it's scaled down to a low priority once you get to age thirteen. it's a sort of phased introduction if you like age thirteen. The guideline says that young players can head the ball sort of five times per week going up to ten times per week once you get to fourteen and fifteen. The guidelines also state that you know coaches should be encouraged to promote a style of play that limits these big long passes on to. Onto people's heads You may be interested to know Or, or not that The United States Have had a similar ban Since 2015 um, I think Scotland's become The first country This side of the Atlantic that the English
2: FA Look like they're Following suit as well Today I think So mm. What's your sort of Initial reaction uh, I take My advice On medical matters From people who are Medically qualified To offer that advice And A direct link Has been Established between Football and the degenerative illnesses of that sort. And I have uh, sadly seen people that I grew up with in the game, like Frank Capel at Dundee United, Billy McNeil, Billy McPhail, uh, succumb to these degenerative illnesses. And therefore, if I am told by medical people that this will alleviate that problem... I am all for it.
1: Alec, I, I can yeah. understand that initial, you know, t- t- to a whole generation or a whole country of people who were just brought up heading the ball and it, it was part of the game and people say, oh, it never yeah. did me any harm, but that's, that's, that's not really the point, is it?
3: Gordon, I had a good conversation with yourself during one of the breaks about this particular subject and I was of the opinion that because you headed a bladder 30 years ago, it was heavier. And you've just uh, hit me with a kind of information. It doesn't matter whether it's the actual kind of. Well, I think uh,
1: Doctor Willie Stewart. I think was the guy yeah. who led it. And I remember the quote really jumped out at me on the very first day at the very first press conference. He was asked about that. Well, yeah. you know, surely the ball's lighter now. And he actually said, "I was waiting on that." He says, "I've got a bingo. I've got a bingo card here, and I knew someone was going yes. to see it." He says, "But actually, the weight of an association football hasn't changed." Throughout the years now Except that the older ball Possibly, probably Picked up more water And therefore yeah. the, the end result was You know That it was heavier But the, the scientific response on this Is that, that You know Focus on Weight of the ball Is not really relevant It's not going
3: to alter oh, Listen If if there's a, it's like Three times the yeah, Three and a half times So yeah Three and a half times well, I think that's the, the correct decision I think it's about uh, Obviously looking for People's welfare And in later life you know, you have to take care of that. So I, th- I, I welcome this uh, this ban.
1: Now let's take some calls on it. What do you think? I know it, it won't sit right with everyone, but I, I think, well, most, a lot of people would would appreciate the. It comes from a good place. It comes from trying to look after people first and foremost. So let us know what you think. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Andy uh, is in finison. what do you think, Andy?
13: Ah uh, well, yeah, I have just I actually didn't realise what uh, it was just during training. I used to run the two. Poo- Time just goes along. Anderson you know at training, and uh, I would you know during the training, I'd line them up, be under arm ball, someone head the ball. And so I saw, I, you know, you try to educate them, say no, you need to head the ball with your forehead. Someone will try to head it, but, you no, know, the top of the head. Uh, aye, but I didn't, I didn't realise it was actually just during training. So what they're saying is during the game of football, they could still allow you to head the ball. And oh. why, 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 why did they get this age twelve? I mean, who decided it was twelve? Or, I, don't know, 13, I think
1: 14, it's the development now, you know. of the brain isn't it Yeah well first of all Bear in mind under 12 It's small sided games anyway So it's, it's not a, it's not as if You're not allowed to do it in training Then it gets to a game And everyone's going to start booting the ball off each other That, That's not really It's not going to be really seen in, in games anyway Under 12 you're You know it's small sided yeah, Short, corn, short corners that, that type yeah. of thing um, Yeah I guess it'll, it'll come from Comes from medical advice about You know Formation of, of the skull And yeah. s- Skeletal maturity Or whatever it would we've be you have uh, had
2: plenty of time um, And lost Too many Good people uh, Not to take the advice That has been Given To the game And uh, We should follow Their guidelines Um and follow them to the letter. Yeah, let's hear a bit. Sorry, just
1: to to give that the medical background, if you like. The Scottish FA's chief medical consultant, Dr. John McLean, has been speaking to us today. And and the point that keeps coming back, this you know, is this not an overreaction? That that type of thing that was put to him. And here's what his response was. So the key thing about making decisions such as
3: this is to look at the science that's available. And it is correct that the field study couldn't give an answer as to the cause. But common sense would say that if we look at both heading burden and good concussion management, then we'll do this. Now, although heading has been part of the game since football started, it may seem sensible to try and reduce that burden, particularly in our our young players. We know that individuals' brains develop through young age, through adolescence and into early adulthood. And what we're trying to do is just reduce that overall burden, starting with the primary age group and then gradually reintroducing heading until adult
1: football age. There's your answer, Andy. It's just the, the most sensible way of doing it, looking after the, the youngest and most vulnerable first.
13: If some of the kids did not want to head the ball, I say, well, don't head the ball, you know what I mean? But, you know, you just, I'm just saying you've got to try and you know, tell them what bit the head to head the ball, with you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean some of them, you know because some of them, you know, were scared of the ball. You know what
1: buffed. But that's the point. You know, I think this is this has now yeah. all, all been been taken out. We also spoke to the Scottish FA's head of football development, Andy Gould, and asked about the impact that this has on on the game. Because I've I've seen people saying, well, "Are we not going to be as good as at heading the ball as other nations now?" You know, and
2: I think that the message is well that that stuff is. Small thing compared to people's I health. Think, first of all, we have to get rid of any notions of Scottish machismo. we all just ignore the medical advice and we'll let the kids head the ball and we'll go on. There's plenty of evidence. A direct link has been established between the heading of the ball and degenerative illness. And you know, you'd be foolhardy to say, ah, but we're Scottish, we're different.
1: Yeah, here's what the Scottish FA's Head of Football Development, Andy Gould, had to say on, on that topic.
4: Well, the first thing is this is about player welfare, but it's also a pragmatic approach to uh, implementing something that we think is the right thing to do at the right time. From a children's perspective, the, we want young players to fall in love with the game and we also know that the important fundamental aspects are things like dribbling, passing, shooting, combination plays, fundamental movement skills. So. Our aim is that coaches focus on those aspects uh, within the younger years. And in training, we would advocate using foam balls at the right age and stage. So that's something that coaches can consider. Lightweight balls, for example, uh, over shorter distances can be something that coaches can introduce as and when we're suggesting that they can do that at the youth ages. So those are practical implementations. Thank you to Andy and Finison
1: for kicking us off. He thinks it's a good idea. What about Mark and Knightswood? How you doing, gentlemen? You all right? Hi, Mark.
9: Hi. Right. Thanks for taking my call on right, guys. I was just listening to the show there, and I've heard, obviously, this discussion about the the young man's head on the ball and things like that. And then, obviously, later on in life, they could maybe develop dementia or Alzheimer's. That's a disease, gentlemen, that's so close to my heart because, as I've been on the phone before, and I've explained, my mum's got Alzheimer's, and uh, which she developed at a really young age, of 53 um, and of course, she'd never held the ball. And there's plenty of other sports out there that cause head injuries. No, towards the head. You're talking for a boxing example. Um, I mean, that's constantly head. And I just think it's nonsense now that there's a lot There's a lot more in for the young ones growing up nowadays to where it was when we were growing up. That when we were growing up, it was a, it was a brick we were hidden. But nowadays, there's that many different types of balls. And that. that guy obviously said before, that you've got the softballs you've got the no, and that's the one. Maybe they can control that with the, the younger players coming up for football. I just think this it's just going to dampen the
1: sport. Mark, so, I, am, I am I'm sensitive to your own personal situation. It's a, clearly a lot closer to to your heart, and I I understand that. But I do feel like you're coming at it from the, the wrong angle. Just because you know someone Your mother or anyone else Who's suffering from a degenerative brain disease Just because they didn't get it from heading a ball Doesn't mean that heading a ball is not dangerous The, the, the field study that was carried out is, is is very clear It says that former professional footballers Are three and a half times more likely to die Of a degenerative brain disease Why would that be Mark If it's not because of heading a ball Why would that be?
9: you think Gordon Many 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 guys have come. have come through playing football. I mean, many guys, many guys, and many professional guys have come through playing football. Have actually developed this form of disease. I mean, it's only been recently. Say, um was it one of the Celtic boys, an ex-Celtic player, who died with Alzheimer's?
1: No, but, but bear in mind, Mark, the way scientific studies work is, it is incom- it, it, There would be a control put in place in this experiment So this will be compared to people who didn't play football So you would assess a group of people who didn't play football A group of people who did play football And they're three and a half times more likely to die Of a degenerative brain disease That bit's not really up for, for debate
9: I think it is up for debate No, it's no, no, no man, I'm, I'm talking the, about They turn the and say, oh, you're not going to develop Alzheimer's until you're this age my mother was fifty-three when she developed Alzheimer's, but yet when she developed Alzheimer's, we went through a, a hell of a lot because she was that that age group. You only done studies for sixty-plus. Well, Do
2: you know what I mean, Mark? I have to take you back to I have to take you back to the, the the core subject here. A direct link has been established between the heading of the
1: ball, between playing football. Let's be clear, actually, because yeah. it, th- that 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 is where a slight gray area arises.
2: Yeah. All right, the playing of football. And degenerative Illnesses Now I would hate to think that Liz McNeil Or Frank Capel's widow Or Stevie Chalmers' widow uh, Would um, Be listening and thinking That somehow This is just a load of nonsense It's been made up I go back to the Scottish machismo argument We are no different from any other Species of human being And the medical people, I know John McLean very well. Been uh, in the Scotland yep. backroom staff for a long time, and loves football. And he's not trying to dampen the game, as Mark put it. He knows that this direct link has been established, and we have to do something about it from an early age. So to say it's a load of nonsense, I'm afraid, is a load of nonsense. And I like, I think
1: a lot of this. Fear comes from this uh, this uh, notion that you know in, in twenty thirty years time we're going to switch on Scotland playing it and, and, the, and the players aren't going to be able yeah, to, hit to the head ball. the ball. I, I don't think that's quite what's no, there, what's going to pl- happen.
3: I think there's plenty of time to cultivate it. I think they're obviously going to be a, like a sliding scale depending on their age how much you can actually head it, and uh, that's where they will learn how to master the ball with their with their head Gordon. And listen, it makes sense. See if it's three and a half times more likely. Why would you run the risk? Of someone uh, getting this later on in life.
1: Do, do you, are you starting to see where we're coming from, Mark? When I said earlier it's not up for debate. That's not me just sort of putting a trying to put an underline b- below my opinion. I'm, I'm talking about something that's a fact here. I'm not talk- my opinion is irrelevant. I'm saying footballers are three and a half times more likely to die of degenerative brain disease. That's a that's a scientific fact. Do you, do you see the difference?
9: Yeah, I I do understand what you're saying, guys. maybe I maybe I used the ranking of word there when I said it was nonsense, but that's just like no me on a personal view. Um but what I'm saying, what, what the guy said earlier on, you when you do look the young man's root you know, the route, route training, things like that, they, they are they're just dribbling, they're passing, they're very seldom head on the ball. They're using a lot more lighter weight ball than what they're gonna use on later on in life. But yet who's going to say like that mum, dad uncles, whatever are great just Get them a normal ball. We we can't stop kids out there head on a ball when they're out playing football. All you can do. No one's saying that you as well.
1: But Mark's right. But this is just about
2: controlling the controllable. Yeah. All all we can do is point out that this direct link has been established, and that now guidelines have been put in place. On an age group basis Thank you very much Mark and Knightswood Right
1: 10 Scottish managers In the English leagues You've got Mickey Mellon Alec Neil Paul Lambert Steve Evans Give me one more each Baby Moyes Yep Alex I am going to go for Russell Martin At MK Dons Good shout We'll get the rest next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are on the home straight They're looking mm. to try and do the unthinkable Which is get all the answers <laughs> to the teaser Without me giving them a clue So thanks to John Cook for sending it in tonight If you want to hear your question used In the future the address you need is Fulltime at Clyde1.com So tonight can you name 10 Scottish managers In the English leagues Mickey Mellon, Alex Neil, Paul Lambert Steve Evans, Russell Martin Davey Moyes, I'll take one more each at the moment No you won't Yes,
3: okay. I will go for uh, Graham Alexander. At oh, um, I'm going to say Salford.
1: Yes, he's even look at that. He's even given me the detail. Oh, I Murphy, Derek Adams. Will he?
3: Well, I know he was doing at Plymouth, but I don't know where he
1: is now. I'll is oh, give you, but Wait. he's not at Plymouth. At, Mor- I've got it. I've, I've got it. Did you know it was Morecambe? Yes. Okay, that's fine. We'll leave it there. Because our go-
3: third bottom, our second bottom, is second got, division.
1: You've only got two to get. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Lots of reaction coming in to today's news that children aged 12 and under, or under 12, I should say, have been banned from heading footballs during training. And this follows a report which found former professional footballers were three and a half times more likely to die of a degenerative brain disease. So just some steps being put in place to try and ensure. our Young people are safe on on that logic alone. Um, it seems pretty harmless, but not everyone agrees. As you can hear on the phone, Paul Stewart says stopping heading shouldn't have an impact on youngsters playing the game, as they're coached to keep the ball on the ground anyway. Even throw-ins are chest height or lower now. It should encourage some technically better players. I'm all for the ban. That would be nice as well, wouldn't
3: it? Yeah, as a, a by-product.
1: Yeah. I mean, the safe this is all about safety. That is all. It's the be-all and end-all, really. But if a by-product was that we end up technically superior. Great
3: Yeah absolutely yeah. I you think it's would one
1: Absolutely yeah right, Let's take a call from Stuart In Muirhead Hi Stuart How you doing? Not too bad Stuart What's your take on this In Is it the right call?
11: Yeah yeah Well, well I quite agree With just what that guy Just said other day. What I think is We should actually ban it For children and amateur And keep it on professional And then use it To make us better players again We can't play in the streets As we used to be In the olden days We need to play in parks To put your coach better Make better technical players, and then maybe look at it. If it's as bad as all it all is, then change it To professional football as well. Let's use it to benefit
2: the technical bits for football for all. This. It's a very very simple thing for me, Stuart. You know, if somebody tells you something dangerous, pay attention then, and uh, and follow their advice because they are uh, medically equipped. To tell you where you're going wrong And what you should be doing So just take their advice I
3: think there's a fear Among some people as well That we won't be as good as other people Who are allowed to head the ball But there has to be a process That it does get integrated Gordon So that you can start mastering the ball Because It's part of the game So I think it makes total sense Yeah and
1: Like we say It is a phased introduction anyway So by the time you get yes. to, to 13 you're allowed to head it I think five times a week is, is the guideline It goes up to 10 per week at training sessions Once you get to 14 and 15 But we heard from Andy Gould there as well Alex, maybe lighter balls, foam balls Practice Absolutely, the technique yeah. The art of you know, jumping and ar- arcing the neck back And you know, properly carrying out the technique No one's saying this is all off limits Absolutely. And I, I do fear that people are maybe Maybe getting ahead of ourselves And, and imagining a, Sc- yeah. a Scotland team in Twenty fifty, who can't, can't head. head the ball and duck every time it comes. You know, it's just not. It's no. not going to be the reality. One
3: of, it. one of the callers was talking about technique earlier on. You know, when he came on, and he says he was coaching kids. Some of them kind of duck out of it. I think the important thing is that you start introducing it as you say, thirteen. You can get the softer balls as well, which you can actually start kind of cultivating. What part of the head, you want to head it from, and what height and you know, your little glancing headers All the various headers uh, that you use within a game. So we won't miss out because this will be rolled out across the board.
1: What do you think about the fact, Stuart, that the Scottish FA seem to be, I'm not sure if leading the way is quite right, the USA have had this since 2015, but certainly one of the first countries in this part of the world to impose such a restriction. What do you make of that?
11: I think it's a good idea. To be honest with you, I think really we've got to make our technical football better than anybody else. We're a way behind, we are, we are behind everybody else. We should be teaching our kids how to play football on the deck, passing the ball about, not talking about heading, flying, the, kicking the ball up the park, running after it, teaching the kids to pass the ball and put it through. And if you bring that in kids' football, right up to any age, and amateur football, then it's going to improve the professional football stage as well. And also, maybe heading will end up getting banned in the future. If it does, it gets does. But then let's looking forward and use that to benefit our country and our kids and all our
1: players. I mean, that's the thing. You you never know what what the, the okay. scientific study will. Come up with next yeah. I, I would In fact and I, I know listening to Various interviews with Dr Willie Stewart Who was one of the guys Behind the study That They still think more Needs to be done And they think the professional game Needs to do something about it So you've got to start somewhere We, don't, I don't know We might In 10 years Might be having a very different And even more drastic
2: discussion I, I come at These matters As a layman I take my advice From medical people I remember on The Day the McNeil family took the decision to publicly acknowledge uh, that Billy uh, was suffering from the degenerative brain disease. And I remember writing at the time that I used to joke on this programme that it was different in my day. The corner kick would come in, Billy McNeil would head it away, and the game would go on. When you were having arguments about zonal marking and man marking, uh, so it was different in my day, Corner would come in, or the free kick, Billy McNeil would head it away, and we'd all go on the game. And I said at the time, I'm sorry I ever said it, because this is where it led Billy McNeil and Frank Coppell and Stevie Chalmers and many others. Uh, and so, if something can be done, or you are told to do something that will reduce the risk, then
1: Take the advice Stuart and Muirhead Thank you very much For your call It'll be the final one Of the evening Because these two Have got two more names To get on this teaser Looking for the ten English managers Who are currently In the English leagues You've only got two to get I've got Colin
3: Calderwood No oh. smell, That was my Last shot of the
2: Last throw of the dice Was yes, it? Yes that was the last shot yeah, we're and the last out. chance Saloon, yes. as usual One was only
1: appointed A couple of weeks ago That's maybe why You've forgotten He's yeah. back at a club That he's been at Twice before
3: oh, it's uh, McCall Stuart, Stuart McCall Stuart. Third time he's been there eh? Yes yeah,
1: Bradford. And yeah. the last one With division Let's just say The easiest clue for this guy His dad wasn't a bad manager Oh Ferguson. Darren Ferguson Darren Ferguson Peterborough There we go Thank you very much Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray It was a very busy show So apologies if he didn't get through But the good news is We're back tomorrow at 6 So please do give us a call back then Building up to Wednesday's Europa League game For Rangers And of course Motherwell against St Mirren At Fir Park tomorrow night as well Gordon DL and Roger Hanna will be here We would love for you to join us On the usual number And in the meantime Callum Gallagher is up next
0: Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to
9: Thompson's.com.